Welcome to Bam Bam News, September 9, 2020 at 8.10 p.m. This is a special edition because I'm going to answer uh, one question only from uh, um, a listener. Uh, this gentleman, Mike, from New York City. Where in New York City? I don't know. He just said New York City. Um, his email to me was the following. Hey, Bam Bam, I see that you're an ex-New Yorker and that you... Well, most likely here in the city when stop and frisk was implemented. Um, but my question to you is, if you were in charge of the NYPD or you were the, the mayor of New York City and you had absolute power, what would you do differently than what's going on now? Well, Mike from New York. Uh, let me just say, I got sniffles, people. My fucking allergies are still kicking my ass. Getting through it, but still kicking my ass. Alright, back to the question. What would I do? <clears throat> well, I talked to a couple of friends of mine who are New York City police officers, and, and I shot my ideas by them. Some of them, they think they're crazy. <laughs> Some of them, they think, you know, could work. Um, so here's what I would do. First, I would enforce the laws that are currently on the fucking books. We don't need more laws. I mean, this this country, we're supposed to be a free country. We have more laws on our books. That, I, I know this is going to be a stunner for a lot of people. There are more laws on the books in the United States than there are in the entire fucking world. I know. I When I... When, when I found out about this, it shocked me and then didn't shock me. I said, you know what? It makes sense because we have laws for everything. Everything. Oh, your dog shit on the grass. There's shit on the road. You need to pick it up. Ticket, ticket. We have a law for everything. So, okay. With that being said, we don't need new laws. We need to enforce the laws that are there. Now, as for stop and frisk... Um, a lot of people give Giuliani shit for this, but let me, let me just explain. I knew people that lived in New York City at the time, and I knew a lot. Of, I knew business owners and, and some people that lived there. Um, but Stop and Frisk helped. Helped a lot. I mean, helped so much. In the first year when Giuliani came in, there was over 400 homicides, actually over 600 homicides. The first year Giuliani took over New York City. The first year of Stop and Frisk, homicides went down and shootings went down uh 400 and something, there was less than 200 homicides for the entire year. That's a city of 8 million people, folks. Chicago has 2 million people. They average more shootings in a month than Giuliani was getting in a year. Just put that in perspective for a minute. And New York City, four times larger in population than Chicago. <laughs> So did stop and frisk work? Absolutely it did. Now a lot of people say, well, <clears throat> it was racist and it was set toward minorities. No, what it simply was, if you you see it in the media and people try to play it up about stop and frisk. Stop and frisk was simple. You know, if you were it's eleven PM, twelve PM, one o'clock in the morning, two in the morning, and you were walking down the street hanging out with friends, cops might roll up and do a quick pat down, and I mean quick. They would check your waistline, pat you on your ankles, kick you loose. 
So, I mean, for people to say it was invasive, I mean, it could be annoying, I guess. But you know what? At 1, 2, 12 o'clock at night, walking down the street, normally you're not up to any good. Or, you know, I'm not saying everyone that's out that late is doing something criminal, but um, it kind of works with the element. And so, you know, no, no one after, you know, after 9-11 happened, no, no one had a problem getting searched all the time at Penn Station, in Times Square, you know, for New Year's Eve. Everyone got searched. I mean, no one had a problem with it. No one had a problem going to Penn Station and randomly patting you down, randomly looking in women's bags. I, I, I say randomly, but like everybody. And then when you went to Times Square to see the ball drop, every single person, every single person that was in that, the, those, I call them cages of pits in Times Square, a million plus people, everyone got searched. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't give a fuck. Everyone got searched. Everyone got patted down. Everyone, every woman's bags, you know, got searched. All, all the guys got patted down. And, and, and that's just the way they did it. I mean, that's just the way they did it. And, and, and everybody was okay with it. You know, it got a lot of fucking guns off the street in the city of New York. A lot. You'd be surprised on how many people got the guns off the street when the criminals knew that they were checking your waistlines and your ankles. But it still got so many people that got caught with guns. And, and you know, I, you know I, I would also station police officers at, at entrances and exits of subway stations. Uh, reason is because if you commit a crime in a subway, you won't be able to get away if there's cops at every entrance and exit. And there's enough New York City cops to do this. And Giuliani did it pretty well after 9-11. You know, people were, because you were subject to search. You, you didn't have, you know, you know, people knew, well, if you had a bag, guess what? You were subject to getting patted down, whether you liked it or not. And you just, you, you know, and, and it wasn't a big deal. Now it's just all about this nonsense, you know, BS, you know, racial thing. When, when you look at a lot of the shootings that happened this year, if you just look back and look at the whole situation, you know, it's not as cracked up as it is, people, you know. The, the fruitcake that's a rapist in Wisconsin deserved to get shot. George Floyd deserved to get shot. Breonna Taylor, I mean, it's questionable, but you know what? She put herself in that situation. A boyfriend fired amongst officers. They returned fire. You know, it, it's one of those things. I mean, but, you know, f for people not to see this as a whole and question everything, it's just, you know, anyway, getting off of that crazy subject, you know, I, I'd put more officers at, at, at subway systems. Uh, you know, I would uh, obviously enforce the laws. You know, uh, not, not be afraid not to enforce laws. I mean, the, the laws that they have on the books now, they, they're not allowed to enforce. I mean, when, when this whole... I, I, and this is coming from a lieutenant in the NYPD. He has given me permission to use his name and his shield number. But I refuse to do it, so I don't put him in harm's way for no reason. So the woke crowd or anybody doesn't get on his back about uh, approving this comment. Because I'm not sure how many listeners I have in New York. But right now, I have over 9,900 listeners nationwide. So I don't know where majority of these people are. It doesn't let me know that. It just lets me know um, geographics, age, and stuff. So I don't want to put him in harm's way. But he's given me permission to, to explain this next thing, which boggled my mind, was when the looting was starting in, in New York City, 
a lot of young officers would come up to him and ask him, you know, how come we're not arresting people? Well, my friend uh, talked to the prosecutor of Manhattan. I mean, a Manhattan prosecutor, uh, ADA, assistant district attorney, uh, told uh, the police department <clears throat> they were not arresting anybody or prosecuting anybody for looting. Anybody. And so cops started to ask my friend, who's a lieutenant and supervisor, what's burglary and what's looting? <laughs> Which, I mean, in technical terms, it's the same shit, but... Uh, the prosecutor's office told my friend that if it's one individual and he's get caught, he gets caught in a store stealing stuff, that'll be charged as a burglary. If it's two or more people, that's considered looting. We're not prosecuting those. So basically what you told the entire world is if you're going to fucking, if you want to rob shit, you're going to have to have a friend and you will be prosecuted. And it's an all go. You're good. That's basically what you told everybody. Who the fucking American in 2020 thinks this is right? Who? What cookie bastard and what fucking law firm? What? Who? Who thinks this is the right way to do the? To, to, I, I just wow. That's all I gotta say, America. Wow. How the fuck can you enforce laws like that? I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't enforce laws. I mean, they also passed a, lo a local law in the city of New York which states that police officers can no longer apply pressure and or grab from the chest and or back area. So how are they to arrest you? Are they supposed to just drop kick you from the left or right side and go, all right, that was a legal takedown because we kicked them from the left or right side? How? Well, I mean, what's the rule? The rule I mean, so cops are afraid to put their hands on you. This can't be the America that people want. You think cops want this bullshit? You think they want to go through all this fucking trauma and all this bullshit for mediocre pay? They don't. It's not worth it. You're losing all these top cops. And then you're going to have a whole field of young cops that are still wet behind the ears and don't know how it is to be a real cop. Now, if you want to say there's racist cops, sure there are. So you weed them out and you get you take care of them. But you guys are pushing away a whole contingent of top-rated police officers. You're pushing them away from doing their jobs. And they're just getting fed up and calling it quits. Because when you have the mayors and the prosecutors and everybody at, at, the, at the leadership is just against them, that's what you get. So if I was the police commissioner or the mayor, I would tell my top-ranking officers, I'd get them together, I'd get community leaders together, and say, how are we going to fix this? If we got to flood an area with more cops, that's what we do. But we got to get civil uh, order in place. you got to arrest the thugs. You don't have a choice. You got to enforce the laws that are on the books. You don't have a choice. If you don't, you're just going to have continued chaos. So I would give all my officers the utmost. First off, I would always have their backs. And I'm not saying, well, I would have the officers back if he was a criminal and didn't. But I would always stand firm with that officer 
until a full and thorough investigation has happened, and then a determination has happened after that. But to throw these cops under the bus before they even get a fucking fair shake and before they get a fair hearing is just wrong. No matter if you're the leadership or if you're the mayor or the prosecutor or some asshole politician or some fucking crooked, fucking corrupt lawyer. It's wrong. They all deserve their chance to be heard. Just because you saw 10 seconds of a video does not mean that's what happened on the video. There was other shit leading up to that, most likely. Until it's all said and done, that is what you have to wait for. But I see so many leaders in, 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 in police chiefs to, to fucking mayors. Everybody's just throwing these cops under the bus right away without giving them their fair shake. It's just fucking amazing. It's utterly despicable. So what what I would do, I mean, I, you know, I, I'd give them the fucking power to arrest and force laws. I'd bring community leaders together, like I said, and ask them, hey, how are we going to make this all better? How are we going to make, how are we going to mend differences? Criminals have to go to jail. That's it. End of story. If they can't agree, criminals have to go to jail, then we can't even talk. But if, if they can't agree to that, at least we're on the same page. And when the community wants to pivot one way, well, we should be there. The police should be there with them saying, hey, you know, what are you looking for? You know, uh, if you're not looking for pat-downs, you're not looking for police presence in the projects here, well, fucking stop the crime and you won't get the, the police presence there. There's a lot of people that live in those projects that don't want the crime, that are calling the cops, that need the help. But that's what I would do. If I was if I was the mayor or police commissioner in the NYPD, I'd stand for those guys, give them the benefit of the doubt until further notice. If they turn out to be a crook or a criminal, then so be it, and then they're charged, and and, and, and you go on from there. So that's how Mike. Thanks for the question. That's how I feel about that. Questions, comments. Hey mail, whatever. Bam bam news at gmail.com. B A M B B A M B N E W S at gmail.com. It's bam bam news and I'm out.